Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 25th, 2016. I hope everyone had a very, very happy Thanksgiving Yesterday, I know I did. I'm I'm still coming off the trip to Fana. Uh, had to kind of wake myself up a little bit here to record the podcast for you this morning. But uh, I think I, I think I'm raring and ready to go, and we got a couple games to get to this weekend. Uh, as the Friday episode, of course, we preview our weekend games, including Friday night's tilt against the Washington Wizards. I'll have a complete preview of that game coming up in just a bit. I'll also talk a little bit about the Magic's offense and 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 how. Really, the, the simplest answer is the best answer for the Orlando Magic right now as uh, they try to figure out how to get out of what is really a, a, a big offensive rut. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about that in the wake of Wednesday's game uh, since I didn't get a chance, since I didn't uh, talk a lot about it on Thursday's episode as I just focused on the recap. And then finally, I'll talk a little bit about the Magic's lineups and what the best lineups are for for this team so far, and kind of what we're what we're seeing as lineup data gets a little a little bit more uh, uh, robust. So, uh, well, that's what we'll be talking about on today's show. And of course, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those fantastic places where you can listen to podcasts. Uh, of course, you can download that download them there, and you can also download the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can catch. Um, you know, if you want to learn a little bit more about the Wizards, be sure to check out Locked On Wizards. Every NBA team is covered, so be sure to check that out. So let's move on to this weekend's games. Starting Friday, the Orlando Magic take on the Washington Wizards at the Amway Center. Final two home games for a long East Coast road trip that'll take them to San Antonio. I believe they play Memphis, Philadelphia, Detroit. A uh, couple of big, big games for the Magic uh, on the East Coast road trip. And again, I'm always a big believer that 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 December road trip is where you really begin to learn who this Magic team is. They've done a, they've done a good job generally on that December road trip in the past, and so I think that this is another big opportunity for the Magic again. Uh, but we'll of course see how that all shakes out uh, when the Magic uh, when the Magic get to it. Uh, of course, that's that's still a little that's still two games away uh, with the first big game coming. Friday against the Washington Wizards. Following Wednesday's game against the Phoenix Suns, Jeff Green said, you know, certainly after such a disappointing offensive effort from Orlando, that the team's it's 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 only early for so long, and the team's got to begin to figure out uh, how you know the begin that the teams can't just sit here and say, oh, it's early, we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. There's no time like the present. All these games count in the end, and so Jeff Green went out and said to the media. We got to win Friday, and we got to win Sunday. These are two must-win games, in in his opinion and in his mind, uh, and that's certainly something that the Magic should feel because these are two teams that the Magic are going to be competing directly against for playoff positioning, and and losing those home games can be pretty pretty 
bad. The Magic have seen the Washington Wizards before. This will be the first time they'll play a team that they've seen already this season. Uh, and they saw them without John Wall. So it'll be a different challenge this time around than it was when the Magic won. I believe it was 88-86 at the Amway Center very early on in the season. That was their second win of the year, I'd like to say. Um, that was a gr- gritty, gutsy performance for the Magic. One that that I said, you know, is kind of going to be emblematic of who this team is. And, and I think we're seeing... This team wants to win ugly, 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 ugly. So uh, even though you know you may say, oh, the Magic should have beat that team by a lot, that's not necessarily how this Magic team plays. A big thing when I look at this Washington Wizards team is uh, not just John Wall, but the emergence of Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal uh, has dealt with injuries throughout much of his four-year career, uh, and it just you just don't know when he's going to be health when he's going to be healthy. He missed a couple games with hamstring tightness and then came back. Uh, last three games playing extremely well. Uh, on on Monday, their last game was Monday, I believe. They played the Phoenix Suns, and Beal scored forty plus points and was a big part of them getting the win. So Beal and Wall together are still a very dangerous tandem. They can still put up a lot of points if you're not careful. And certainly, John Wall puts a lot of pressure on a defense. So the Magic will have their work cut out for them defensively against the Washington Wizards, but this is still a pretty beatable team. Their bench is just abysmal, to be frank. Uh, and while certainly having Beal back strengthens that a little bit by putting guys in the roles they're probably meant to be playing for this team, um, it's they're still not a great overall team. They're dangerous, don't get me wrong. Um, they've really come on a little bit. They've got their four in nine, I believe. They've, they've got four wins at least. Um, they've come along. They're, they're, they're certainly better than they were when the Magic first saw them, but... Still, they've still got a lot of work to do, and it's it's a game that you know if the Magic really want to prove that their defense is for real, like I've argued to people, this is a game where the Magic can do that. This is a game where the Magic can put the vice grips on them defensively, and and you know hopefully do what they need to do offensively against a team that isn't necessarily the strongest offensive team in the league. Uh, again, the Wizards just they're an interesting team, but they've still got a long way to go, a lot of holes that they've got to fill. Uh, if they're going to be successful this season. The opponent on Sunday is another team that we've seen recently, the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll talk briefly about them. Uh, we kind of know who they are. They want to get out in transition. They want to use their length to disrupt disrupt things defensively and create turnovers. That's what they did in defeating the Magic on Monday. Uh, Orlando, of course, will be focusing more on uh, their, on themselves. They did a great job with them in the half court. Uh, when you force Milwaukee into a half court game, they are not as good. And I think the Magic did a really good job at that uh, in Monday's game, giving themselves a chance to win on the road. Like Jeff Green said, though, this is a game that they've got to, I wouldn't call it a must-win game. Certainly a win heading into the road trip would be a huge plus for the team. Uh, no doubt about it. It would be certainly a very, very good thing to pick up a big win heading out onto this road trip and, and gain some confidence, particularly if you can score some points doing so. Um, though no reason to think the Magic can't match their performance Monday, uh, play a little bit better than they did Monday, uh, and give themselves a chance again at a win against a team that, that they're going to be fighting for playoff position for. No doubt about no doubt about that. The Bucks are a good team, not a great team, just like the Magic are probably a good team, certainly not a great team, and they've, they've got to figure some things out on the offensive end first. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. 
and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And when I look at this Orlando Magic team, the offense is still just the big problem. It, you know, I, it's, it's funny that, that I mentioned this, and I, I tweeted this out late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. I, I tend to save drafts, um, if, if my, at least my process in writing. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll bank some quotes up and kind of save them in a draft, and if I get to it, I get to it, and I don't, I don't. And I noticed something very peculiar as I was looking through my drafts the other day. I have, like, two or three drafts of the Magic's offense is struggling, or Magic confident they can overcome their offensive struggles. And I'm sure I've written it in two or three different ways already. The Magic feel confident they can overcome their early shooting woes, or Magic confident offense will come around. This is a kind of continued storyline for this Magic team. I've written about it in the last week. Shooting is the key to ending Orlando Magic's offensive woes. Uh, after last night, uh, Orlando Magic's offense needs a confidence boost. This is from a week ago. And finally, after yesterday's game, after Wednesday's game, Orlando Magic's answer is simple. Just make shots. It really feels that simple that that's the answer to the Magic's problems. They just have to make a basket. Uh, certainly against the Suns, we saw a team that was really struggling, 36.3% shooting, 7 for 25 from the floor. Uh, and some of that is just is poor offensive execution and not being able to generate good shots. But what was really interesting about that game in particular, and certainly I think about the Magic in general, was that they were missing open shots. They're getting good looks and just missing them. According to NBA.com, the Orlando Magic shot 36.7% on shots when the closest defender was 4-6 to six feet away, according to NBA.com. In Wednesday's game, they made just 6 of 21 such open shots. So, think just, just think about that for a moment. There's not a defender within 5 feet of a player, which, the, which NBA.com classifies as a quote-unquote open shot. And the Magic are shooting 36.7%. To me, that suggests that when the Magic do get open shots, and, and I don't think they're getting the kind of attempts per game on, on those open opportunities that, that maybe you would want, but when they do get those opportunities, they're missing. And Nikola Vucevic has been guilty of this, even though he had a good game Wednesday. Evan Fournier has been guilty of this. Uh, Serge Ibaka has probably been guilty of this. So many, pretty much every player has missed a large abundance of these shots that they need to be making at a higher clip. And certainly that lack of that that kind of confidence, that rhythm, that flow trickles down a little bit where they're if if you're not making shots, then you know, you lose some confidence, you lose some uh you lose some of that spark that you need to 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 make shots. I mean, it is it is very much a confidence game the on offense. And it you know, Coming out of that game on Wednesday, it, it just felt like 
the answer to so many of the Magic's problems was the most simple thing for the Magic. They need to make shots. <laughs> I can't, I mean, like, it, it, it's, it, it, of course they need to make shots. Every team needs to make shots. It, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not rocket science here. It's, it's literally the most duh answer in the world. But I think the biggest problem for the Magic is they just, they don't make shots. They get good shots and they miss them. And perhaps maybe they're not getting the same amount of attempts, and so that puts a lot more pressure on making these open shots when they get them. When they get these opportunities, they have to make them because everything else is so hard for the Magic on offense. To me, this open shot issue where they're missing so many of these open jumpers perhaps is a sign that there's a regression to the mean that's coming, where they'll start hitting them, they'll start start being confident with these shots, and that'll open up some more things, and that'll up their field goal percentages and up their scoring a little bit. Certainly, I think part of the problem could be that their defense needs to lead to more offense, that their defense needs to create more turnovers, uh, or that the Magic needs to look to run a little bit more than, than they are, play a little bit faster. Um, you know, I think uh, someone noted this uh, to me uh, about Monday's game, perhaps, that the Magic, in trying to pick up the pace, perhaps started turning the ball over too much, and, and that was a big reason for the number of turnovers in the Bucks game. You know, trying to force some offense through pace a little bit more, um, that didn't quite work, But because uh, obviously the Magic still only scored 88 points uh, in, in that game as well. So it, it, it doesn't feel like there's anything easier or much to say about this offense other than they just they got to make shots. And again, that seems simple. It's extremely hard to analyze much deeper than that, to, to be frank. But that could very well be the easiest solution. Occam's razor. The simplest answer is usually the correct one. Uh, the Magic have to do a better job, of course, getting open shots, getting the shots that they want. But when they get them, they've got to make them. And that's the big piece that I think has been missing uh, in the season so far on offense is when they do get these good shots, they're simply missing them. And and I think that's that's a big part of what has to change for the Magic. Uh, and it's not something that a coach can necessarily scheme around. It's not necessarily anything else other than, you know, when when you get your opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. And that's 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 a uh, that's where the Magic are at right now offensively. The worst offense in the league by far. Even though they have a top ten defense, it's something that we talked about a lot during the offseason, Of course that the Magic were betting a top 10 defense can get them into the playoffs. And, you know, they're very much in the conversation. I mean, I, I know people who are freaking out about how bad the offense is and the fact that they can't win these games. And that's certainly a concern. It's certainly a long-term concern. And the Magic have to build some things up and, and, and you know, possibly make some changes to, to fix this problem. But they're in these games. And they're still in the playoff hunt. So it's certainly not a sky-is-falling situation. So, looking at the Magic then, a big piece of the puzzle would seem to be, okay, the Magic are struggling offensively, but really good defensively. What what kind of lineups are working for this team? What is uh, the formula then for the Magic's success? What lineups work for them? What lineups don't work for them? And that answer is also a little confusing too. Looking at the Magic's lineup data so far this season. So it's still a relatively small sample size, 15 games, but some significant trends begin to emerge. Comparing the two starting lineups, it's pretty clear 
that the current starting lineup of Evan Fournier, Jeff Green, Serge Ibaka, Alfred Payton, and Nikola Vucevic is the better lineup. Orlando has an 80, for, for a number of reasons, for at least between these two. With Jeff Green in the starting lineup as opposed to Aaron Gordon, the Magic have a plus 4.9 net rating with Jeff Green. With Aaron Gordon, it's minus 7.3 points per 100 possessions. So you can see already, you can see just from that net rating that the lineup change for all its criticism and and everything else has been a net positive for the Magic over the long run. Orlando posts an 83.4 defensive rating, so giving up 83.4 points per 100 possessions with Jeff Green in the starting lineup with Alfred Payton, Evan Fournier, Serge Ibaka, Nikola Vucevic. The kicker, of course, is they give up, they only score 88.3 points per 100 possessions. So they do not score very much. When you put Aaron Gordon in, it's a 103.7 offensive rating, which certainly would be very nice. I think the Magic would take that, even though it isn't the greatest number in the world, but they, they would take that. But they give up 111 points per 100 possessions. I would be curious. Though, a lot of those minutes, a lot of those 156 minutes, though, were logged at the beginning of the season in the first eight games when the Magic were really struggling on the defensive end. I would be curious to see if that lineup performs differently uh, since the lineup change, since the team really began to discover its defensive identity. And while I stall to run this through. Uh, it doesn't look like they've run this lineup very much. Well, here we go. And this may be an argument to switch back to the original starting lineup then. In 12 minutes, so not a huge sample size, since November 11th, which is when the Magic made the lineup change, the lineup of Alfred Payton, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Serge Ibaka, Vucevic has a 100.5 offensive rating. Not great, but better than what the Magic are now and a 93.2 defensive rating. So perhaps then, the starting lineup has been a big talking point and debate point among Magic fans, and certainly something that we've looked at a lot on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, but perhaps it deserves a second look to see if that lineup works, because I think most people would agree that... Jeff Green hasn't given a lot offensively. His offensive numbers have, have nosedived since going into the starting lineup. Uh, and it hasn't, while it's worked really well defensively, and I think it's actually helped Aaron Gordon a lot as they develop him into a small forward, playing off the bench. But it hasn't necessarily helped him a lot, or helped the team a lot, specifically offensively. And... The Magic have to maintain their defense. They have to maintain defensive structure and roles. But at the same time, they got to find a way to implement some offense. So perhaps maybe, uh, and we saw Vogel tinker with rotations again. He played Mario Azonia a bit on Wednesday. Uh, perhaps there's an openness to, to switching the lineup and switching up the rotation. I suspect it won't happen until they have a practice to try some things out again rather than uh, in a game. I wouldn't expect it for Friday's game, possibly even Sunday's game, but... Perhaps it's time to explore that notion again. Other lineups of note, um, I think this lineup uh, has kind of begun to play its course, but 
has been really good, and that's that second lineup, second unit lineup that Vogel's used uh, so far this year. That's DJ Augustin, CJ Watson, Aaron Gordon, Damian Rudez, Bismack Biombo. As I noted, I think it gives Gordon a lot more freedom on the perimeter. Augustin and Watson are both capable shooters and able to run run plays, and Rudez, of course, is pretty much there just to space the floor, although he struggled with that uh, against the Suns on Wednesday. When he's not making shots, it's kind of tough to justify him being out there, but that group in 42 minutes together has a 109.7 offensive rating and a 96.1 defensive rating, uh, pretty much one of the higher net ratings among uh, the team, the other one being... Uh, Essentially, the starting uh, Alfred Payton, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Serge Ibaka, Bismack Biyombo, uh has a 99.9 offensive rating and 85.6 defensive rating, so a net rating of 14.3 points per 100 possessions. They played 38 minutes across 10 games so far this year. So uh, those are pretty much the most significant lineups. Um, looks like there's a lineup of Augustin, Augustin Watson. Hizonia, Green, Biombo, uh, that's logged 21 minutes. That's done really well defensively, but only 21 minutes across three games, so I don't know how significant that is. But it it, it it seems like for this Magic team, there are certain groups that work really well together. There are there are some, some positive groups, and, and I think even a group that, that didn't work and the Magic went away from is, is kind of earning or deserving of a second chance almost. Um, it, it still feels like the team is learning itself offensively and learning how to how to play together uh, offensively in a lot of ways, uh, but it's still a work in progress. And, and like Jeff Green said, uh, at a certain point, it's not early anymore. And as Bismack Biyombo has said time and time again, we got to stop talking about chemistry. It's it's time to deliver results. Uh, that that time of growing together and building together like that has sort of ran its course and come to an end. And so the Magic have some lineups that clearly work on on a couple of different levels. But it feels like the Magic have to be willing to sacrifice some defense to put out lineups that have shown that they can work offensively. Um, they can't completely sacrifice defense. Like I, I would caution going all the way back to the original starting lineup um, because of the defensive problems that it had and had massive defensive problems that it had at the beginning of the season. Uh, you, you know, the, the lineup of Augustin, Fournier, Gordon, Rudez, Biombo has really struggled in seven games over 25 minutes. I'd be hesitant to go back to that one too. You, you, we're, we're not expecting with this Magic team to have an elite offense. This, there's, there's not an elite offense in this Magic team, I'm, I'm sorry to say. Uh, like I said, if they make some shots, they can at least be competent and league average. And I think that's kind of what they're going for because the defense is proving itself to be an elite. And even if you run a lineup that's getting 95 points per 100, or giving up 95 points per 100 possessions, or you know somewhere near 96, 97, 98 that's still pretty good. That's still going to get you in the, in the conversation for one of the best defenses in the league. And the Magic have climbed those ratings really, really well, and they've established a defensive identity. And I think a big reason why Frank Vogel wanted to make the switch to the veterans right now uh, was, or uh, back then, was because he wanted to kind of stabilize and establish that defensive identity a little bit more and felt more comfortable doing it with veterans. 
now that it feels like that identity is more established, is uh, is kind of more of a backstop. Like I, I trust this team to play good defense, no matter which lineups out there for the most part. Um, I think that's that's an important step for a team in establishing its program and its identity. I think now you can tinker with it a little bit and and say and concede some, knowing that there's a there's a baseline there uh, for the team to take that next step. And and at some point the Magic have to build that offense. I mean they've got to find a way to score some points because. They've been playing the best defense in the league against a schedule that hasn't necessarily been the strongest, and they're still not winning. They're still they're three and four, I think, since the lineup change. That's not all. That's not going to get the job done. Unfortunately for the Magic, they've they've got to find a way to score, and they've got to find a way to to push push things up a little bit on that end. That will do it for me today on today's episode of Locked on Magic. Uh, I hope everyone had a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate all the listens uh, and and all the and all the feedback on the show. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those fantastic places. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review, a five-star review, uh, as well as a comment. It does help us climb the rankings and lets everyone know that we've got the best Orlando Magic blog uh, on the iTunes uh, music iTunes store. We do appreciate all the love that we get from there. Uh, I see it, and, and I certainly appreciate it. Uh, again, the Magic play two games this weekend, Friday at the Amway Center against the Washington Wizards, and then Sunday at the Amway Center against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, Sunday will be the debut, uh, this, the 2017 season debut of the gray pride jerseys. Calm down, everybody. We'll get through it. It's okay. Um <laughs> Uh, not not the most popular jerseys in the Magic's uniform set. I want to wish everyone again a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had their stomachs full and got to enjoy some time with family and loved ones take, and just to take a moment and appreciate some things uh, uh, that are beyond basketball, I hope. Uh, if not, though, I uh, hope you got to enjoy uh, some of the football. Um, it personally puts me to sleep. I was watching Westworld a lot um, instead. Uh, and and the Simpsons Marathon on FXX. But that's neither here nor there. We're back at it at the Amway Center on Friday. For Locked on Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. Have a great weekend. We will see you all on Monday. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.